Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator with the University of Illinois Extension Service. And in the studio again with me this week is Laura Barr. And Laura is our nutrition and wellness educator in the same unit uh, that serves Kane, DuPage, and Kendall Counties. Hi, Laura. Good morning, Richard. The uh, topic of the day, I think, from the shows we've had in the past, which is uh, Why Grow Your Own Garden, uh, a great show on uh, summer food safety, and I like how we phrase that, summer food safety, just not safety in general. Um, And then uh, this week I wanted to talk about What's the best way to handle your excess of your excess produce that comes out of the garden? The best way, of course, is to be able to consume it on a daily basis, nice and fresh, right out of the garden. But there are times when those the snap beans didn't read the book, and you got more than you de- needed to deal with, uh, or tomatoes, uh, some of those other kind of crops that can really bring on the product. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, uh, food preservation these days, and. Uh, you know, it, it's not the same anymore that uh, Grandma did. Um, we have different, uh, as you talked about, pathogens a bit. Uh, we have different pathogens. Uh, they, they've always been around, but not in the way they have been in recent years. So um, what are the, probably what are the two most common methods of preserving food these days? Well, I would say there's there's three. There's freezing, and then there's water bath or, and pressure canning. Um, but we could look at the canning process, and there's the two methods are different because of the pH of the product. And the pH? Percent hydrogen. Okay, and that means in uh, soil test stuff, that's alkaline or acidic. How does that compare in food preservation. Same exact. It's alkaline and acidic and acid foods, high acid foods, we could hot water bath Mm -hmm. um, just because they have that acid. And acid, as far as bacterial growth, is a deterrent. So the, the high acid foods we can put in a hot water bath. So when we look at, well, what is a high acid food? We look at that at less than 4.6 on the 14 point scale. Okay, and then for WDCB listeners here, that's a confusing scale because the scale goes from zero to 14. You would think the higher the number, the more acidic, and it's absolutely the opposite. Exactly. as, As you know, seven is neutral, so below seven is acidic. And you mentioned 4.6 as uh, veggies that could be uh, water bathed. Uh, And I know tomatoes has done an awful lot, and yet the industry sometimes has introduced something called a, a, uh, well, it's not a high acid tomato. It's like a low acid tomato. Uh, so, but if that tomato pH is above 4.6, we need to, would need to deal with that differently? Yes, we would. Generally speaking, the tested recipes that, that we see are calling to make that tomato a bit more acid because it's, tomatoes are borderline. Um, so we can do that by adding citric acid, by adding vinegar like you would in, in a salsa. Um, even lemon mm-hmm. juice. Okay. So there's ways. It's just you, you get to that, that 4.6 or less than 4.6 acidity, then you can do it in a hot water bath. Because the hot water bath is, is boiling water, so 212 Fahrenheit is boiling. 
and we know that the acidity plus the temperature will kill all the Clostridium botulinum bacteria, and that is what causes botulism, which is very bad, and we want to avoid that at all costs. Sure, and that's why you should always question <laughs> products that you've canned yourself that have been around for more than a year, probably. The re yes, we well we recommend a year for taste if you follow the proper scientific steps. I always tell people food like canning is a, is a science. It's not like add a little bit more of this or a little bit less of this because you like the flavor. It's you have to follow the recipe because it's a science, and um, so that's what we recommend tested recipes. So if if your grandmother's recipe that everybody you know you've been using for a long time lines up with a tested recipe that a lot of you know a, a lot of the um, different organizations that sell products will have tested recipes because they don't want any pushback or comeback that somebody used their recipe and got sick so they're all tested within that but your family recipes you might have to look at them and compare them to the tested recipes and see if they have the same amount of acid, the same amount of process time, and make sure everything lines up. Otherwise, I would change that family recipe to line up with the scientifically tested recipe. Just make, as I say, makes all the sense. And as you know, in, in, in gardening, sometimes it's like, well, just because grandpa did it doesn't mean you should do it because the situations were different back in the day. And we have, as I said, we have these pathogens that are much more present today uh, and even perhaps I'll even say some new, potentially new introductions out there that we need to, we certainly need to be aware of. So that's water bath. And then I think you mentioned pressure canning. Yes. So pressure canning is a process that scares folks sometimes. And you always hear like the old stories of the top, you know, like coming off in the hot water flowing out but if you really again follow the directions and do the right steps so when we think of of vegetables um just any anything like corn or beans um you, we have to either add acid to them like in a corn relish mm -hmm. you could hot water bath that okay but it because you're adding so much vinegar you're changing the acidity but if you're just doing flat out corn and water it is not acidic enough so you have to pressure can it and that temperature we're looking at 240 to 250 fahrenheit and the only re way you can get that high of a temperature is to have it under pressure per square inch. So that's wh that's where we have to do the pressure canning. It takes a little bit more time. But again, the way I look at it, when I open up I, a can of corn or beans or even peaches in the winter and I've got that fresh summer taste and I know that I did it, I know what's in it, um, it's just, it's special having that food on sure, the shelf. Sure, um, You mentioned uh, uh, pounds per square inch, um, and there's a lot of older pressure canners out there. Um, and I know we, you, uh, the system does, uh, provides a neat service to make sure that's a safe bit of canning equipment. Talk about that. 
Yeah, University of Illinois Extension, we do, um, we do test the gauges. And we are a service to the community, and it is, it is free. So you can look for your extension office and have a request because the recommendation is to have that gauge tested every year to make sure that it's accurate. Because again, it's a science, we want accuracy. Sure, and you want safe foods when you're all done. Thank you, Laura. Um, as usual, the time flies when we're talking about uh, enter enter entertaining or exciting topics here between the two of us. Uh, so this has been Richard Henschel with Laura Barr. We're both from the University of, of Illinois Extension, and uh, we'll be back again next week.